Fabian, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Esther. It's a fun topic. Spirituality accelerated. Fabian, you found the channel through uh, No Limit Society, is that right? No, I've been watching you for quite a while, actually. I think the first video was with Frank Yang. Yeah, I think cool. that's how I... Like back in February or so. Yeah, something like that. Cool. Nice. And then when did you join No Limit Society? I initially joined the Meditation Mastery Retreat. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then just wrote the wave of the three months and now I'm hooked. <laughs> that's so great. Nice. Cool. Initially, we were going to talk about uh, XRP, and eventually we probably will a little bit more on on the show. Um, And today we might actually touch on it regarding how the decentralized architectures are actually accelerating the inner journey. But let's talk about you specifically because you're 20. Yeah. And you're already tuned into the vibe of awakening. How did that happen? Like, for me, it started because of a great catalyst, I would say. Like, in my youth, I was pretty anxious and just didn't feel that great. And I wasn't accepting myself. And because of that, I just searched for a way out, you could say. And initially, I got into fitness and working out and reading a ton of books and, uh, you could say, building my intellect to be really streamlined. And then I had this uh, intellectual identity. And that was already like a, a great shift of, okay, now, now I'm, I'm great. I'm, <laughs> I'm worthy. Um, and then also COVID was a huge uh, catalyst for me. Like it just pushed me down again. Because all my the structures I built that just destroyed like in, in one swipe. And I was basically like at the at the bottom again, you could say. And then also a big part of psychedelics in my journey. So I had a mystical experience, you could say. And then I was like, oh, I realized I'm conscious. And it was like this huge revelation because somehow I, I managed to overlook this my whole life. Yep. But then yeah, I just, oh, wait a second, I'm conscious. And I never thought about this before. How can I have this knowledge without thinking about it prior? Then I got into philosophy and already touched a bit about spirituality. I was Sadhguru and other, you could say, more surface, like teachers. And like the, the biggest event for me was actually this year. And I was walking outside in the middle of the night and it began snowing and I'm living like it's not really the city it's more like the transition from city to village and somehow there appeared messages written in the snow on on like the roof of cars and it were my thoughts and in different languages and it was just not explainable to me so like my my worldview it was such a huge permission slip for me to, to shift my worldview from like, oh, I'm an atheist, so I don't know, to, oh, okay, no, there's something bigger, like there's something going on. 
uh, with Bentinho and like guys like you, it's just has, has been going up <laughs> very fast. Nice. So there's, in your specific case, there's a lot of catalysts that then created the seeking spark and drive. So it's probably not going to be guaranteed that everybody young will be sparked, even though they'll have access to spiritual truth that is disseminated via video content at their fingertips anytime they want. The thing is, is that will they be able to parse through all the noise and find that signal? That's probably one of the big questions. So, so as much as, because with what you're sharing, it's clear that you had a lot of catalysts that then sparked that pursuit of truth. So young people may have, especially growing up in the times like right now, just feel like the freedom is being limited. And so they might wonder, well, how to liberate myself from the contracted feelings of what feels like the matrix control system. And so then that might be one of the most common catalysts for young people is I will pursue spirituality, consciousness, non-duality as fast as possible because I don't believe in any of the matrix control structures. I'll pursue decentralization. I'll pursue abundance. I'll live and imagine and breathe that. That's really exciting. And you can also see like COVID as a, a huge uh, collective catalyst because a lot of people I know have been going through like down phases because it doesn't really matter like where you're at. If you're locked down in your like house for a few months and can't do the stuff you used to do it. It will, it will create catalysts and maybe they don't, uh, don't see it that consciously yet, but people will get into like trauma work and improving themselves and creating abundance from the, for themselves and like not following the, the matrix structures of, oh, you need to do this. You need to study. You need to get a job. You need to earn money. You need to build a house. Like this stuff is, it's going down faster and faster. It seems true to be. That's just a projection from like the past generation. And actually, it doesn't feel right for me to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because it perpetuates the old patterns and the old infrastructures. And young people especially know that they, they don't want to... that they don't want to fall into what keeps self-knowledge inhibited or restricted. Yeah. So that's the priority is self-knowledge. Capital S, self-knowledge above everything else. And how much joy and peace that that brings. Yeah, as you said, like happiness is the number one priority. For whatever you think you want, like 
being happy, being peaceful, being joyful is always the underlying principle. And currently, there's a lot of projection. Oh, like this is going to give me happiness because I have been told so. And currently, I don't have access to, let's say, like, I don't know, a huge a mansion or a lot of money because I'm young. But even if you don't get it, or even if you get it, like, there will be the realization. No, actually, it doesn't fulfill me. Like, there is still something missing. And I don't know how to get it. What is it? What is the missing piece? What am I missing? Like, the mainstream is not uh, communicating this. It's not told. It's not uh, teach at school. But there has to be something to this existence. It can't be, it can't be that uh, simple that, like, nobody knows. <laughs> That's also what occurred to me. Like, every, everyone is going through this world, like, as they knew. But if you really look at it, nobody has a clue. Nobody has a clue. So you would say that the the internet is one of the biggest catalysts for young people to be able to find truth. And what would you suggest for for them? How to find signal? Just go with what resonates. And be, like the biggest factor for me was open-mindedness. Like really check out every angle. If you resonate with psychedelics, do your research. Take psychedelics, they are super powerful. If you resonate with a spiritual teacher, like really get to know them, be open-minded for what you have to say. Like maybe there's some truth in it. How can you say you would know for sure if you don't even check it out? Really try every angle, try every teacher, see what uh, re resonates and also what works for you, what really helps you to be more happy, to be more peaceful. And you will know. It will be obvious for you. Like if I'm if I was in this state one year ago, I would have been surprised. Like how is this possible? How can I be this open? How can I speak this freely? How can I be? I got this podcast. I'm super excited to be here, and it's it's all possible. Like there are no limitations if you believe it, if you follow your resonance, if you go, if you do it, then sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. Okay, so following what resonates and pursuit of truth, whatever it is, mm -hmm. through whatever means it is, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How about the people around you? and the and your friends how has it been for them because if you're 20 and you're already pursuing this you probably also have some other young friends that are also um, seeking and so how is it working out for them mm -hmm. yeah i don't have really close contact to the people i used to be in school with and i moved two months ago so i'm like in a new environment and i'm just seeing how it all unfolds. But yeah, I see a lot of suffering in them. And maybe they don't know it yet, how, how it's like, how they can change their life. And also in my past, I have seen not that grounded, you could say, and not that streamlined of, okay, how can I communicate this? And also coming a lot from, okay, I need validation for 
like my metaphysical truth. Um, so I don't mm. know how they perceive it, but I see a lot of suffering. I see a lot of potential. I also see a lot of open-mindedness and interest in topics that are not that well accepted. So it's uh, it's a exciting time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like how you talked about open-mindedness being a huge key. Mm -hmm. I like how you talked about uh, seeing through the need to be seen. It's very important. Liberating oneself of that trap of wanting to be seen. Mm -hmm. Nice. Oh, so what's coming up like being an being an example or even talking to guys like you who have been on this journey and like it's it's like a download if i talk to someone one-on-one uh, -on -one and he is, it's like he's deconstructing my mind especially in no limit society i have had this a lot of times when I, when I was talking like in one-on-one -on -one calls like the acceleration ac acceleration is huge because they have been on the journey as well for sometimes even centuries and even the talking to them is like straight knowledge in my brain like it's one hour full of content like and learning from 10 years it's, it's just amazing and there are all there are so many possibilities to do this for example, NLS. If you join NLS and you are serious about this, there are a lot of people who are willing to help you. There are obsession with continue every week. You can ask questions. So that's also a big one that's coming in the next month. Hey, so you feel like you found a pretty strong spiritual community with No Limit Society. Yeah. <laughs> From my humble opinion, it's probably the the most like holistic and all encompassing community currently available on Earth, at least with the information I have gathered. So yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like really covering all of the bases really well. Mm -hmm. Actually doing the work of purification. Mm -hmm. I can give a few examples on how, how it was especially powerful for me. So yeah. like the, the big cat like the big thing that really is accelerating are the cators and having contact to people who are really evolved and really purified and also really you could say enlightened. So it has been only two months and the biggest thing for me were like Anurag's uh, cleaning your stuff up, like the 
the five different points of health and fitness, uh, your physical space, your state of being, your relationships, and your administration of life. And an example for me has been, like that's how I found the, the lack belief, who I am is not okay. And that was also like the one why I was coming from, okay, you need to validate me for what I'm saying, or I need to be like, I received in a certain way when talking to certain people, it means something about me if they react in a certain way, which is just not true. And I found the root of like my, my school time when I was a little bit like where I didn't like my body and I just didn't allow myself to express authentically because I thought, okay, now my true self, like they don't like who I would be, which is, which is so arrogant if you look at it, because if you are created like by this one God or source or however you want to call it, then every, like every particle is like this handcrafted thing by this one infinite intelligence. And it's arrogant to say, no, this one is not okay. Like, it's just mm. nice. and yeah, it gave me, it gave me the motivation to, to call old people I haven't talked to in a while and really come from this place of self-worth and confidence. And that was also like a huge insight because in my mind, I was still relating on the level of who I was before then when I talked to like a year ago to someone. And through the conversation and through the embodiment of the new state, there was like a dropping away of so much uh, lack belief and so much uh, contraction. So this has, has been like a huge liberation and it was so freeing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah. Oh, I love hearing that. Yeah. Especially how uh, doing the cleanup sort of gives a, Yeah, especially how doing the cleanup gives a a lot of insight into where we're contracted or where we're conditioned or where we still aren't free. And when we actually do the work, we do things like find out this core lack belief that it comes up and then um, that's great. So, and I love how you, how your, you know, your core lack belief and as well as, you know, many people, um, with the, I'm not worthiness, it's funny because it's like, like you described that everything is this existence, consciousness, bliss, except you. Yeah. It's so funny. Everything, everything is, Yeah. Yeah, infinity, endlessly actualizing potential. But you're not. Uh, it, yeah. yeah it's, it's such a funny one, especially like in the spiritual community, because there also is often lacking like the, the self-empowering part. And even if you had like this mystical experiences and you see this, there's still like this place of unworthiness in oneself. And it's so deep rooted, I think, in a lot of spiritual communities. And it's so funny. 
Yeah, and another way to to say it is that the sense of self or the the lowercase s the sense of identity um, has been assumed to be a person and the body. Um, and so then um, if you know yourself as infinity, you know yourself as always ultimately worthy. Um, but if you have a contracted sense of self in the body, you will think of yourself as as potentially unworthy or as separate from other people as separate from your from yourself as God or source. And so that seems to be again at the very top of of uh, as Buddha said in dependent origination that you this very first link, either you know impermanence and no self and suffering, or you don't. And if you don't then you're going to have, you're going to make a sense of self and you're going to be ignorant. And then all of your action is going to come from that ignorant place. So it really all starts from that. Like, for example, you growing up, the only reason you even had to pursue spirituality was because you gained a bunch of onion layers of conditioning and separation, just like me and so many others. So you can see the most accelerating spiritual path is actually where you don't build up any of the conditions or separations. Yeah, it's like this one is um, because if you don't build any layers, you also don't have really catalyst and you don't have that much lesson to learn. Like, for example, if you take the last one and fourth density where like a, an average incarnation is like, I think, 90,000 years. And there is not that much learning in that lifespan. And for example, my journey has been consciously for like 10 months and the growth and the knowledge that has been gained in this short amount of time is just mind blowing. So it's also an important part to, to build up this layer, to gain catalyst and to have the, like the chance to grow spiritually speaking. Yeah, it's an important point that all of the layers of conditions and separation actually are generative of catalysts that then are our school. And so without the buildup of conditions, then there are uh, less spiritual catalysts, but there still are, at least in the sense of the actualization of the potential, not necessarily the dissolving or deconstructing of identity. So there's a different style of, of uh, expression of the one. So it's like the empowerment expression of the one, let's say. So the enlightenment expression only has to happen if the onion layers are even built up, then they have to be deconstructed. But the empowerment the fireworking, the creativity, there's still going to be catalysts there. You'll still, uh, you'll still have all different types of situations that along that, the actualization of a unique gift that you're blueprinted for that, um, that will come up like, uh, even though you might know yourself as infinity, when you have to do taxes 
you might get a little <laughs> upset and that'll be a great catalyst is uh is yeah your level of of frustration with your with your taxes so mm-hmm Yeah, it's really interesting to talk about this kind of uh, evolution because I think taxes are just here in third density. And like in fourth density, I, I, I can't imagine that there are, you have to do taxes or something like that. And it's just relevant because we built up this uh, egoic layers of the onion and because we haven't been actualizing our full potential as a collective. If we would have been like fully actualized, yeah, would be abundance all over the earth and nobody would have a problem of this kind. Mm-hmm. Yep. So probably a good time to talk about how internal and exterior just mirror each other and how they feed back into each other. So all of the past couple centuries on the centralization of the money supply, energy, have created more of a separation. But now we're going through a decentralization of all of that. So as we wake up and deconstruct ourselves, that that's mirrored in what we build because we're not building from a place of separation but from a place of wholeness. Also, as we experience more decentralized architectures, that also feeds back into our consciousness waking up. Mm-hmm. So talk about that and then talk about... Um, how things like Ripple or XRP, how they play into um, Shambhala, into the enlightened civilization on this planet. Yeah, nice. So I like to imagine it's like the, that the interior and the, the internal and the external like influence each other. It's like a, a loop because you're referencing the external and the external is referencing the internal and so it goes like a circle. And if there are more opportunities, for example, in the external world, like NLS or spiritual communities, then you will have greater access to this and you will be able to like evolve more accelerated. And if you evolve more accelerated, you are able to create from that accelerated place and you will create external structures and more and more people can have access to this external structures and they will gain momentum in the internal process. And yeah, so it's, it's an ex- exponential growth and it's going to be interesting in the next months and years. And for example, the financial system, like money has been pretty much controlled, you could say, by big institutions and the normal, like the normal human had to work for it. And there was like this, oh, no, it's not enough for everyone. And you have to achieve this, you have to do this to, to have enough, which is absurd. And for example, Ripple, 
they are really into decentralized finances and there's a coin called XRP and it's designed to be a bridge currency because in my opinion everything is getting more and more digital and this for example central banks switch to CBDCs which are central bank digital currencies yeah like a, a central like a digital euro or something like that mm -hmm. that you just have to you don't have to print money anymore it's just all online and mm -hmm. I see I see that coming. Also with COVID, like everything is getting more contactless, like you pay with, pay with your a credit card. So that's something I see coming. And there are a few points where this also will immensely accelerate like the, the human potential. For example, there are around, I think 1.7 billion unbanked people on this planet right now. And with Ripple, everyone who has a mobile phone, if this gets uh, integrated, has access to the financial system. So there's a huge financial inclusion for everyone to participate and for everyone to have like opportunities. And with the opportunities, you also can ask for a signal and search for truth and gain like internal momentum and then the external reflects that again. Also, like there are a lot of fees when you send money for poor people overseas. Like you have to pay, let's say $10 as a fee and if there's a transaction with XRP, it's very, very cheap and you won't lose that much money. And like $10 for a poor human could be really life changing for them too. Okay, I don't have to worry right now. Like this $10 more a month or a week, they will be immensely helpful. And now I can concentrate on the important stuff. Like I can pass the signal. I can try to be happy. Like I have enough now, there's enough abundance to survive from. And survival is still like the, the most important thing for human beings. If survival is like granted, then the acceleration, then the activation of potential can start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's exciting thinking about the 1.8 or whatnot billion people that are unbanked leapfrogging over the centralized banking infrastructure and going straight into the crypto wallet space. But why wouldn't they go to Bitcoin and Ethereum? Why do you think SXRP is the key? Because I think the structures, like the current structures, like the banking system and the government, they won't be like, they won't break down that fast. I think there's going to be a process and there's going to be an internal change for this system. And Ripple is working with these banks and they, they are integrating it. As I said, like if there is a CBDC for, let's say, uh, Presley creates a CBDC, then XRP is like the, the background of moving value. Like you can send your euro, your digital euro, and XRP is like the, the moving of value to a digital dollar. And that's why I see it to be such important because they work with the banks, they work with the government, they are involved, they are highly connected. Also, it is very fast. It is really cheap. And it's oh. also transparent. It's also transparent and it's not that energy like Bitcoin, for example, uses a lot of energy. It's not 
like no one pays with Bitcoin. It's slow, it's expensive. And if someone has seen like the pictures of the mining, there's still a lot of energy going into this. And it's basically wasted energy. Why, why would you waste this energy? Because I think climate change and things like that will be more and more important for the mass life for the collective. That's why I think XRP is a great representation of the, the new system and the way things are going to be. So XRP is actually a bridge between the centralized banking and the decentralized future. Yeah. So XRP is working with the centralized banks on the CBDCs, the centralized bank digital currencies. Is that right? They're providing the uh, the the underlying technology. Yeah, that's the that's the plan at least. Like you, it's still you can't really say if that's happening. There are indicators of it because they have a lot of partnerships with uh, partnerships with banks, and you see how connected like the the CEOs are with. A lot of financial financial leaders. That's it's still speculative, you could say. But if you go into this deeper, let's say if the genius is down for a podcast, and then it will make more and more sense because there are a lot of points and a lot of connectedness also to the spiritual community. So yeah. So. So the idea is that the the CD or the the CBDC centralized bank digital currency that that having an underlying technology of ripples will then make it easier as people switch to the digital US dollar or the digital euro etc it will make it easier for the integration to happen where people begin using like crypto wallets. It'll make it easier for people to make the transition to other, even non-centralized digital currencies. Yeah, also XRP is not really centralized because there's not like a power structure that has control over it. It's not that Ripple, Ripple has like, I think 5% of the, of the control and there are also other companies and other people who have the power, like they can't decide to make something. They are like dependent on other parties. And it's like, yeah, it's the, the underlying structure of central bank digital currencies. And I don't know how the switch will going to happen, but let's say if it's seen that digital money is more efficient, it's faster, it's cheaper, it's better for the climate, and there's a decision from a government, okay, they will, switch it, we will switch like printed money to digital money, then yes, this could be the underlying structure. I see. So as printed money switches to digital money, the use of XRP for the CBDCs will transition people more and more towards using cryptocurrencies that are also not made by centralized banks. So this is almost like a middle step. Like mm -hmm. I can like I can like I can set myself up right now with with CBDCs 
like having digital US dollars or which I already do in my ledger in my in my bank account it's just a bunch of digits and so then what would it look like for those digits let's say a thousand US dollars or a thousand euro to get incorporated with XRP and, and CBDC what, do, what does that look like um, let's see. is this a harder technical question I, I don't have that much a clue about that, I have to say. Like, I would imagine that there wouldn't be that much difference because it's like running the background system. We have no clue how we two are connected right now. We have no clue about the, the technicality that is, like, that is needed for us to have this conversation, for our phones to work. Like, we just see the, the surface level of it. And I think from the technical view, from a, like the science view, there wouldn't be much of a change. I don't know how the exchange of, like, because, as you said, your number on their bank account is already, you could say, digital. So there wouldn't be that much of a change. It just would be only digital payment. Like, it, there just wouldn't be printed money anymore. And the underlying infrastructure of how the system works would be changed. So there wouldn't be that much of a noticeable change for, like, a normal be a human being. Mm -hmm. I, I envision that the transition will look like um, like frictionless P2P exchange. <coughs> um, frictionless person-to-person -person exchange of value um, with no intermediaries. So if I want to send you money, I just send you money frictionlessly without any middleman through either unique unique keys or and then from there I can access any of the different coins with my wallet where certain coins will be used for specific things and other coins will be more general use. So Bitcoin seems to be a most general coin for use. And then something a little bit more specialized that is used specifically for like art NFTs or something will be a different style of coin. So I'll be able to to frictionlessly see my wallet that would have my the total amounts of those different coins and also to be able to send back and forth to different people and to be able to list my NFT assets or whatever else that I that I own at the same time and to have everything be without middleman so everything is just p2p do you see it like that too? Yeah, sounds like sounds good. <laughs> I have to say, it sounds so good, doesn't it? No, it sounds so much better. Like nobody wants to. Nobody wants to. Like nobody wants to feel like they're getting fucked. 
you know, <laughs> like just most simply put, nobody wants to feel like they're getting fucked. Um, everyone wants their basic needs met. Um, everyone wants freedom. Everyone wants peace. Everyone wants happiness. That's without a doubt. And so, and so we have all these trillions of dollars that are currently locked in high net worth families and in the 2,200 billionaires on the planet. There's literally trillions of dollars locked up and they don't know where to put their money. Well, to find the best places, to provide the best places and to put it in those places for maximizing planetary basic needs, to build out the planet's next Shambhalas, to increase freedom, joy, peace, actualization of artistic potential, awakening. This is the only way forward. So to to wake up every single day envisioning that we already are at this enlightened civilization where everything is, all the basic needs are met. All of the, um, the whole collective is awake and enlightened and, and bringing forth art and bringing forth prosperity has been such a big key. Um, and it's, it's the only way forward. The only way forward is to envision that it's already done. And then to just trust that, that the collective's intention, especially with programs like NLS, that as 300, 500, 1,000, 10,000 people are all holding a collective intention of Shambhala is already done, that that number increases to 100,000 and a million and more and more people move into this paradigm of, of fourth density, love, light consciousness um mm-hmm. it's exciting yeah i also see like the the abundance is already there like the distribution distribution is just fucked because also a lot of the the powerful people i don't i don't know the percentage of which them of which are like service to self-oriented and really wanted to be this way and like what percentage is just confused and think that that will give them happiness. And in reality, they would love to see like the whole planet prospering. And yeah, let's see how this unfolds. And I'm also certain the more and more people hold this vision and the more like the suffering gets because their old structures are coming down and they are coming down faster and faster and faster. And the conscious will be more and more noticeable. And if we hold this space and if we hold like this reality, then more and more people will be like, okay, why wouldn't I be part of this reality? It's epic. It's amazing. It's possible. So why am I holding myself back? Why am I choosing my suffering? Because it's all self-created. Mm-hmm. So this reminds me of... Uh how from the top down in terms of like the planet's most wealthy, you bring up a good point, which is polarization towards service to self. So it might be true that there's going to be a a good amount of those 2,200 billionaires that just, um, that don't really care um, about anyone but themselves besides their contracted sense of self. And then, from the bottom up, 
you're going to have more and more grassroots awakening happening. So from the top down, you'll have STS and STO polarized wealth trying to make moves in um, the planet, both waking up and falling asleep. And then from the bottom up, we'll have both people that are waking up and staying asleep. <clears throat> and so it's up to us to awaken the lion inside. Awaken the lion inside of all of our other selves. So if, if we get that this is self, capital S, talking to itself, God talking to God, source talking to source, consciousness talking to consciousness, and if we can just relax into that, we can tune into the no separation. We can tune into the no lack. We can tune into the perfection. And this is exactly what this collective seeks. The obliteration of all separation conditioning. All basic needs being met. So it's going to come from two places. It's going to come from think content like this, where the grassroots is going to be able to be like, oh yeah, consciousness talking to itself, God talking to itself. Hmm, cool. I can see that way more often. I can make my identity that more. And then bang, 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 bang. But it'll also come from top down. It'll also come from top down where you have You have things like the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, so more of the planet's consciousness is, as, is at least oriented towards, oh, there's still almost a billion people without access to clean water, so we'll still be galvanizing our resources toward that. <clears throat> and then also, if you just look at what we have to do nowadays to travel, that's the service to self polarized top-down force. So if you have to if you have to take vaccines and booster shots very deep nasal swabs being documented everywhere you go being manipulated by media propaganda 24-7. There's no lack of polarized news 
being promulgated on the internet across a myriad of different television stations and websites. If the countries still think that they're separate from each other, which is the dumbest thing ever, so stupid, um, then that's going to increase geopolitical conflict. So countries both being able to recognize and like chill in their like independent traditions and their, and like the culture and be like, yay, it's beautiful. Like we love the celebration of your traditions, but you're just not separate from the rest of earth. Um, everything on earth is one. So it's all layered like that. So you'll have an, the, these seeming individuals, but they're all capital S self. They're all God. Just like you'll have these independent, independent, seemingly independent countries, but they're all Gaia. They're all the planet's energy. Waking up to this is it. It's so simple. So let's play in the future, like five, 10 years from now, Fabian, let's say that we have other young people waking up. They're like fifth, they're like 10 years old right now. What are they using to wake up? How are they finding the truth? In 10 years from now? Uh, no. Let's say that the 10 year olds, 10 years from now, the 10 year olds both now beginning to find truth as well as in five years and 10 years when they are finding truth and getting aligned to spiritual communities. What do you feel like they're using as their tools? Are they still using TikTok? Are they using Oculus? Are they using virtual reality? Are they using, how are they deconstructing their identity? How are they deconditioning themselves? How are they finding the spiritual communities? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to forecast like five, ten years because, in my opinion, it will the change will be radical and drastic and not recognizable. So, ten years from now, it's, it's really like, ooh, I don't know, but I think the internet will be still a huge component, like to be connected and to have the possibility to talk to everyone around the globe. And if the internet structure gets like more developed. There will be even more possibilities and more like people like us making content and offering like one-on-one -on -one sessions and even talking to your peers if they are interested and being more reflective of one another, like really being mirror-like. I see this in, in younger people, especially like to be able to say honestly, like 
okay, I perceived you that way and you could like change that and not take that personally. So there are a lot of factors playing into this. Also the, the educational system. So yeah, it's, it's so multidimensional and there are so many facets to this. I just see the acceleration and the growth and the perfection in all of it. That's the place I'm coming from. Also, another point that came up before, like how the acceleration can be really rapid. For example, like an individual that has a company and that has more influences. And if someone like this awakens, then the, like the, the spreading of truth and the spreading of the information will also really accelerate. And that's an example of like a German CEO with a huge fitness company. And he took psychedelics a few times and he had this realization of, oh, everything is one. And he just changed his complete company with that. He turned it to vegan, for example. And his company is going conscious. And I see this more and more. And this will have so huge impact. Like, even if they, like other CEOs see, okay, he is more happy now. His company is also running better because it will be more and more requested. Like, conscious companies will be more and more requested. So this is all like influencing each other. And I see, I just see so much potential. I love that example of even just a simple awakening experience through entheogens or whatever it might be, triggering a huge difference in the way that one shows up in the world where you're not coming from a place of separation anymore, but you're coming from a place of wholeness. And that way your whole business, all of your employees, everything are then vibrating more and more at the wholeness. They're vibrating more and more at unity. Um, yeah, that feels so good. Yeah, so more... I was going to ask you, what's your prediction? Like, what tools do you think we will be using in the future? Um, I see, like, the Pixar-style um, movie um, for Awakening like like soul except like next levels um i see that being big as a tool um i see i see like a vr pedagogy where you just tap in and then it basically shows you all the different layers of conditioning that have been built up and how to see through all of the what you've created as a sense of identity and self and separation and and then it shows you how to recognize very simply true capital s self self-realization god realization and how you're dancing with yourself on this collective and as the universe Yeah, I'd say those two are probably the most prominent. Um, 
And then, yeah, I would also say entheogens as well. So I think more and more people are going to start taking magic mushrooms and LSD and, um, and, and, uh, all that those things are doing is they're just decentralizing your connectome. So like where you've had a, a tight neurological sense of self that's located behind the eyes, all that magic mushrooms or these different psychedelic entheogens are doing is they're just showing you that that tight sense of self is an illusion, that that tight sense of self is just something that you've turned into a constructed ossified pattern over the last couple of decades of your life. And instead, all you have to do is liberate yourself from that contracted sense of identity to being the entire universe. To being God, infinity, dancing with yourself. So, I also see awakened um like awakened communities and influencers i see that being a big part of this as well um so like all of the shambhalas that we're building like with no limit society also all of the influencers that are sort of waking up and wondering like why is none of this making making me happy um and then they become they become um they start making music and videos around their own awakening experiences and then sharing that with their millions of followers. So that's another exciting one. Yeah. That's what I would summarize it as. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also psychedelics are like for me, one of the, the biggest factors, like because they have such a huge potential and the risk is, can be really minimalized. For example, if there's a trip sitter like us who knows like what they are going through and who can just hold the space of love and acceptance and just be there present with them. And because it's self-created and they can tune into that space, then the trip will get more and more in that direction. And it's just so powerful. That's one of the things I'm really excited for. Like I would love to explore more in this direction for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree that one of the biggest tools for the acceleration of spirituality will be entheogens. And, you know, Fabian, this is probably a good place to also mention to you. The reason why we use entheogen instead of psychedelic is psychedelic means mind manifesting, but entheogen means unleashing God or the divine within. Like my, my definition for psychedelics is revealing the soul. Like at least that's the Greek translation that I know. So I think both are great ones. Cool. I like that. So if you if definition of psychedelic is revealing the soul, then I like that too. Um, that's good. And then I do really like still that entheogen, right? The yeah. Entheogen, right? Inside God generating, right? You you really awaken to God within. Um, <clears throat> very good. Mm -hmm. I see that being huge also. There's so much centralization of, uh, of consciousness on, on, in this collective. It's so cute. Like with all of these, uh, 
contracted senses of identity, like behind the eyes and like, um, and all of the suffering that that causes because we see ourselves as separate. Um, it's been really fun waking up to this. Um, do you feel like you consistently um, feel um, self with itself, God with itself, consciousness with itself? Do you, can you, do you feel like you're abiding in your awakening already at age 20? Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard for me, like, there comes the question of what is, like, the, the definitions of self-realization, for example. Because it's obvious for me that there is only oneness and that there is no separation. And when I look at this mitute, like, it's not more me. Like, there is no, there is no duality here. There's, like, the other two here. And me, me speaking, quote-unquote, is exactly the same as you speaking for me. And I can tune into this realization. Nice. But yet, yeah, there are, there are definitely, like, Little things that can put me off sometimes, but it's so obvious because when I get defensive or when I get triggered, like I notice immediately because it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell that that's the emotional guidance system bringing you back to abidance or remembrance of self. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. You, you even like quite eloquently um, speak about your realization and which is great. Yeah. I would love a few pointers in this direction because the trajectory, like where it is going is really interesting for me. And I consider you to be more enlightened, you could say. So can you talk about it? Like where's the trajectory of awakening going and when do you know that you are there or whatever you tell me you want to use? Well, I can't read it. I'll uh, I'll walk us through it. Um, So in the top left corner, you see the standard perception, which is that my sense of self is located behind my eyes and that I have these thoughts and that I have these emotions and I have this attention that is directed outward at an objective world. So one of the first shifts in awakening is in the, to the top right corner, which is to the witness identifying as that, which is aware of things. So then it's like a background 
It's like you become aware of the screen. You've heard that analogy, right? The screen and the modulations yeah. or the paper and the and the writing on the paper, right? Stuff like that. Right? Yeah, so yeah. so some people say that this is a, like a realization. You know, I did, I did too for a little bit until things opened up more for me. And then you shift into big mind, which is right below that. It's identifying with everything. So like your sense of self becomes more and more clearly everything. So the, basically the subject-object duality collapses. So whereas like in the previous stage, there was awareness of objects or awareness of modulations of sensation, let's say. Now there's a, well, subject-object duality has just collapsed completely. And then you shift into the bottom left corner, which is more of a sense of no self, no felt sense of I in any part of experience. This is where you could say that it, the, the sense of self, the lowercase s sense of self, has been so seen through that this is sort of the beginnings of the field recognition, like everything being energy modulating. Everything being energy in flux or energy dancing or and you being that and not being a separate sense of self or even being the capital S God self. So meaning like the third stage and the fourth stage here are very much like capital S self and no self are like two sides of the same coin. When you realize that there's no self you realize the capital S self, but then there's a deepening of that where you begin recognizing that it's also, you know, like this is it talking to itself, but then that becomes your like lived experience of it with itself, but without a center, like it just being energy with itself. And that's where this no self and no center attention without direction come in because you're not directing your attention at all anymore, but it's just, without direction like it just feels more and more like like a natural state of existence without a center um <clears throat> so this is uh what you could say are some of the visualizations of the breakdown of the awakening journey do you have any thoughts about it I mean, I can't see it that great. For me, it's because I'm not sure where this all is leading. And for me, it's hard to like make the switch, for example, to Bencinio's terms, like to this, because Bencinio is like, for example, making a clear distinction still for like the absolute. And I, for example, don't see the absolute in, in this. Um, yeah. But I, can you bridge this like to the terms of how Pantinio describes the whole awakening process? 
Вот это пикал тоже пойдет. Well, the absolute is the infinite reality prior to this universe. This universe is made of awareness, love, light, or sat ananda. This is both the absolute talking to itself, but the absolute is also the infinite reality beyond this universe. Was that helpful? Yeah, I, I get it like from Bentinius view, but I just can't bridge like the two examples. Like for example, this is more like Frank Yang style, I would say. And mm -hmm. for me, it's hard to, to make the bridge between, for example, a Frank Yang and a Bentinio. That's that's still like a thing. I don't I don't see the that they are fully like matching. That's something that I am currently like that's my stage. And I'm open because I don't know where it leads and I won't like finalize myself to say, oh, that's the end or whatever. So I'm, I'm curious, did you already have like a, um, a full pop-out experience into the absolute? Yeah, I would say grokking it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would also say what you say about um, the blend between um, Ben and Frank, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of similarity, but there is some difference. And then I'm doing my best to sort of synthesize those as well. Um, so, I don't really see them as that much different, and. I think that that's probably been my biggest my biggest like positive trait of of, uh, of my expression has been the fact that I I find the similarities or the synthesis between things and um Yeah. I mean, it's, it's only going to get more and more clean, like in terms of the synthesis of the two and, um, being able to like visualize it, like this is really hard. It's like on a 2d sheet of paper. Um, you know, and I'm talking about bringing this into virtual reality and turning it into a pedagogy, um, and then blending this, you know, Andrew Houston has also talked about like what Bentinho talks about and what, um, several other spiritual teachers talk about as being like a triple layered, um, like a, like a source style awareness. So you have the human, you have awareness and you have source. It's like a triple layer and you have to basically blend that with this like decentralization of, of consciousness. You have to blend it with self-realization. You have to blend it with, um, no self blend it with divine love, which is the fabric of existence. So there's like a devotional aspect to the what isness. Then there's also the blending with the, the cleanup work in the, uh, in purification. There's a blending that of blending of that with the imagineering, like the Walt Disney style, like symbols, archetypes, like choosing your absolute highest expression, Shambhala, 
whatever your main superhero character is and and feeling more and more of that every day with your vibration. So there's a blending of all of those that we'll be putting into pedagogy for sure. You see, there's a lot of components, right? Yeah, it's well, yeah. But they're not different. They they are and they're not, right? They all point to the same thing and like refining the same thing, but they are like different sides of the mountain. Did did that resonate? Yeah, it makes sense for me. Like I also see the the similarities, but there's still like some for example, Frank clearly makes like source and no source. For him, it's like really all the same. And for example, Bentinga is like okay, awareness is the first, is the first portion of the absolute. And he is still, like the absolute is more, you could say absolute, it's more permanent, it's more real. That's, for, for example, a name, like distinction that I get out of them. Mm -hmm. Well, you'll also hear um, Ben talk about the simultaneity of how um, the absolute is both um, beyond awareness and the absolute is also this oh. and that's the simultaneity that's non-duality that's you know um, so they both do point to that you know that same thing at the same time and I think that that's that's a key is to realize that this is the absolute dancing with itself and yet also at the same time the absolute is the infinite reality beyond even this universe, right? It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like it, the intellectual framework is totally clear for me. So, but it's still, for example, I I wouldn't say that I can sense the absolute. For me, it's in my experience, it feels like there is, you could say, a void or whatever. It's like it's intuition, like. I mean, it's not behind my head because I see that's just a, a container that's just an assumption. But there, it feels like a void and infinite reality. I, I just can't describe it. So do you think I'm sensing the, the absolute? Yeah, just keep tuning into what you're feeling. Keep going. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like that's the that's your lifeline, you know, to the creator. That's is your uh, impulse for truth. So as you, as you dive into that more and more, you'll gain more clarity about what you're realizing, about what you're experiencing, about, um, about how that relates to the different spiritual traditions and the different spiritual teachers that you follow, that type of thing. Yeah, thanks a lot for the clarification. It really helps. Nice, bro. Cool. Nice. Um, this has been fun, Fabian. Totally. Thanks for coming on the show. Do you have any uh, other thoughts that you want to close with? It feels complete to me. Cool. Yeah, it does feel really good. This was fun together. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll have a chance and a couple weeks or whatnot to chat with Jeannie about XRP soon. Let's see what unfolds. Let's see what unfolds. Yeah. And also it was just fun getting to know you more and 
and uh, feeling our vibe together was nice and just becoming closer friends. It's really cool. Well, that's what I love about NLS, like connecting to the like-minded people, like-minded souls. And there's immediately like a connection because you can feel the transparency. You, you can feel the, the honest love and it's great. Yeah. We'll have the link uh, to No Limit Society, of course, in the bio below. So definitely check that out, fam. Thanks for tuning in. We love you so much. Drop us a comment with your thoughts on the episode. Like the video, share it if you feel like it, there are people that it would resonate with. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet. So much love. Fabian, thanks again, brother. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Sweet. I'll, uh, I'll end the show and then you and I can stay in the studio, okay?